All right, welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. I'm super excited for my guest that we have today. Uh, this show, TM3 Impact, is brought to you by Luxury Home Magazine and Spanish Grove Academy, San Antonio's number one Spanish immersion school for 18 months to pre-K. Definitely check out SpanishGroveAcademy.com. Well, today I'm super fired up. Because we have Amanda Tidmore joining us today. Are you excited? I am, Tomas. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I'm glad you are here. You're in TM3 studio. And so we're just going to dive right in. Number one, I just got to say congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, you want to tell everybody the amazing news? Oh, absolutely. I recently accepted the position as division president for First American Title in San Antonio and the surrounding areas. I love it. That is fantastic. I love it. Well, here's how we're going to start this off. I think where we should go is I want to know your San Antonio story. And, and what that is, is basically it's a cliff note version of how you came to live in this amazing city and work in this amazing city. Okay, so the cliff note version is I'm actually originally a corn-fed Iowa girl from and my father joined the Air Force back in 1985. Okay. And his first station was here in San Antonio. Ah. And we never left. It's, what age did you get here? Did I was eight. You were eight years old. Eight years old. Okay. Fell in love with the city, you know, and just never left. It has been home. That's fantastic. So what high school? I went to health careers high school. Oh, there you go. Okay. And no, I don't do anything in the health no profession health. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> That's how it always works out, right? Right? Great school, good yeah. education, but yeah, not my cup of tea. And it's interesting too, because we talked right before, and because you had aspirations for politics. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So I always wanted to be politics. I actually wanted to run political campaigns. Okay. So I had an opportunity while going to school in Austin to work on George W. Bush's first campaign. Okay. It was based in Austin and I had all these great aspirations. And after doing that, the rose-colored glasses came off and I realized politics was not for me. You were not ready for it. Not for yeah. a career in politics, for sure. However, I have learned that Everything you do involves politics. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Of course. Yes, of course. So take me back. You were how old when you were in this campaign? How old were you? I was so I was uh, 22. OK, 22 years old. You're you're in the room, obviously, where he's coming in. You've got all the di different political people mm -hmm. that are there, all of his handlers and whatnot. Um, I'm cu I'm always curious when people have those first jobs, like in the area where they're like, yes, I've landed the job. What did you learn from that experience? Well, I learned a lot about, you know, at that point in time, it was stuffing envelopes, cold calling, trying to get people involved in the campaign and donating to the campaign. And then you hear all the things going on in the background and it's a very stressful ex environment, poll numbers going on left and right. People work in 24-7, and it's exciting, and it's exhilarating. And then you know and learn that not everything that you hear in those political ads are exactly what's happening. Oh, interesting. Mm. <laughs> in case, it's spoiler in case that nobody knew that. Right, 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 right. What, what, I, I don't know if you can share. I mean, it's been a while. Was there one moment where you were like, oh, my gosh, like, really? We're putting this out? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm curious. Honestly, not that I can remember. Right. It was more of the experience, and it was a brilliant growing experience. And I'm still a card-carrying Republican, so... Yeah. (laughs) But it did open your eyes, especially at that young age. That's interesting. Okay, so taking that, what you learned there, how have you taken, I mean, I would imagine, because you've been at First American for how long now? You've been in in the, the title business for how long? Taught a business for 20 years 20, and with okay. First American in the San Antonio division for five. Five years. Okay. So taking what you learned there, bringing it into now, you know, where you are now as a division president, what were some of the things that you could bring in? Because, hey, like you said, politics is, 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 is we're dealing with it every day, mm-hmm. even in our own job. So what, if, what were you able, what were some of the lessons you were able to bring into what you're doing now? The people interaction. Okay. It's truly a customer service driven industry. The product title companies deliver is the same product throughout. So knowing your clients, knowing how to work with your clients, being able to read your clients and find out what their needs are so that you can address them and take care of your clients, those who are driving the business, as well as the buyers and sellers who you're meeting on a daily basis getting into their first home, which is very, very exciting. Right. That's I, I, something came to my mind. What I was thinking is that, do you think this is why? Not this is a political show, right? <laughs> it's not a political show. Just kind of going I, I that promise. Way. No, but but here's here's it, what you just said is very interesting because it's customer driven, right? Do you think you know that that's probably the piece that's missing most when it comes to politics right now? Is that they're forgetting that? That they're forgetting that it's about the people? I mean, I don't... Just you saying that made that click in my mind. Mm. And I could see where that thought process would come from. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, maybe we need to get back onto the focus that it is the people and that everybody is working for the people. Right. Again, I don't want to, we could spend all day on our soapbox yeah. about politics. But, but it's a very interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. So, division president, fantastic. Congratulations. That's such a big deal. You, you know, what, what do you think is, you know, going into this position, what is your kind of mindset right off the jump? What was kind of your mindset as you were uh, going into this position? To take care of our internal customers as well as our external customers. Okay. Building a division of integrity, having, creating a better quality of life for all those around us, those people who toil in the, in day in and day out. Yes. I mean, it is a very, very busy job and a very important job. And I believe if we can create a quality of life that is better for our employees, that will continue to transfer on to the, our clients that we work with, giving a better quality of life all the way around. And that was what originally attracted me to this position. Okay. I had aspirations of reaching Liz. Yeah. And it was in my five-year plan. However, it was in your five-year plan. It was in yeah. my five-year plan. Yeah. However, I got tapped about three years earlier than my five-year plan. <laughs> I love it. So I believe in God's time. Yeah. So I've had the opportunity, I guess, to be thrusted into this position and learning along the way. And if I can continue just to each day give back to those people who are working with me and we implement changes and ways to do things that makes it better, Yeah. it's 
probably it's going to be a long road again yeah. it's a marathon not a sprint right but that's my goal to reach there within the san antonio division i love it okay so let's talk about quality of life so you have two little ones or one big one one little one yes yes so when you think quality of life does that encompass work family kind of that pack is that is that the mindset that you're looking at Yes, the work-family balance. And yeah. this very intelligent man told me one day that there really is no such thing. Yeah. It's just finding and positioning yourself and being in the moment when you are at work or at home with your family. Yes. I think his name was Tomas. Tomas. That dude's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. what it is. I I have a strong work ethic. I In this industry, I mean, you work 60-hour weeks. Yeah. And... It takes away from your family. And I realized with my youngest one at his first birthday, I was like, where was I all year long? Yeah. And I was at work. And so now it's trying to find that time where you can be productive, work smarter, yeah. not harder, take care of your clients, take care of everybody around you and be able to turn it off at the end of the day and go home and spend that quality of time with your family. Yeah. Trying to find whatever that balance is. Um, and for everybody, it's different. It is. That is true. That is very, very true. Well, I'm ex I'm excited to see that you know that this idea of of really working with the team at First American. You know, First American has been with Luxury Round Magazine. Oh my goodness, it's seven years. I mean, it's been literally since its inception, and uh, which is exciting. I it love is. that. I love having you guys on the back cover. And so thinking about. Uh, education, because I know First American is has always been on the forefront of educating realtors. You talk a little bit about that aspect moving forward. What what do you see as the kind of the trends and visions in terms of really helping these agents take their game to the next level? Well, the industry is changing. The world's changing. So we try to stay on cutting edge with that education. So not only through the continuing education courses that are required that they take, we try to bring new ones to them that really does fit what's going to be best for their business model moving forward. Social media, obviously, that's huge yeah. right now. And that's touching more consumers than a lot of things that we have done in the past. So it's trying to be modern and move forward and bring that education to the realtors, educate ourselves internally, yeah, and, and everybody else that we work with, we're looking to bring on a actual division trainer that will help bring some new and forward facing education to our clients. Oh, so. fantastic. Mm -hmm. So this is like a full time someone on staff that just does training. Yes. Wow. So I can't give you a date that that's going yeah. to happen, but that's one of those things that is in the front of our minds that's exciting. to be able to have that opportunity to continue to develop those courses. And we have a wonderful backing of First American and our Eagle University, which I know you're oh, yeah. familiar with, Tomas. Oh, yeah. So bring some of that information to San Antonio. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, we, we've, got, we've met uh, a few times, and, but, but in this time that I've been with you know, Luxury Magazine and you're being an advertiser, we didn't get a lot of time to, to chat one-on-one. But I, I realized in our leadership game, when we did our leadership game, I realized that 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 uh, you have a work ethic that it, you, you just it's something that you you cannot not see and not just thank you yeah it, it, you and and that's just not from me seeing it but also your teammates seeing it the people around you seeing it so I'm curious like where did this work ethic come from where 
did this uh, this passion to achieve, like where did that start and where did it come from? I have to say it comes from family and how I grew up. So came to San Antonio when I was eight and my parents never understood at the time, but do now that I have my own children, yeah. shipped me back to Iowa every summer. Okay. So we worked on the farm, worked in the clinic, and so from a young age, you're always working. And then both my parents had that same drive. They always were trying to better themselves, educate themselves, take themselves to the next level in their own individual career path. So I was instilled with that at a very young age, and you know, I could use the word workaholic, however, I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> remove myself from that yeah i mean work, workaholic is is it's a very interesting word right so it, it it almost has a negative connotation like you know you you're addicted to it yes. right but i do think uh and you would probably agree with this is that you know people who really love to work it is that a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing because you only really love to work as if you really love what you do there you go and I that have, is it I've been blessed. I have been blessed in my life to really love what I do and be yeah. fall into a career that is my passion. So if it was that I didn't love what I do and I didn't want to get up to work and, and come in every day, then you wouldn't have the same work ethic, I believe. Yeah, that's so true. So what was it about title? What was it that when you started, because you've been in the business 20 years, did you start in like right away in escrow or were, you know, did you kind of just jump right in? Yes, I did pretty much. So I don't know if you know this. My mom was in real estate for years. No. So yes, she was for almost 35 years in real estate. Okay. And so as a child, you kind of learn from your parents. And I saw how hard my mom worked in as being a realtor. And I was right. like, no, I don't want to do that. That's way too much work. Nights, weekends. Um, little did you know. Little <laughs> did I know. And here I am. Uh but I did get that firsthand knowledge. I did see what she was doing. So I knew how to read a contract by the time I was 12. And that information, that knowledge just stayed with me. So I was in college and the first place they put me, or let me say that again, I was in college and I got a job through a temp service. Yeah. The first place they put me was a title company. Oh, interesting. And so I got hired out of that title company as a receptionist, Okay. which I think if you talk to a lot of people in the title industry, that's how they fell into it too. Yeah. yeah. And then just it's just continued to work my way up over the years. Yeah. And I just had a passion for it. I loved it. I loved that every transaction was different. Yeah. Every person you work with is different. It is an exciting when you have people getting into their home for the first time or that person who's making that next move in their life and to be able to be part of it and pull it together and try to make it look as seamless as possible. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of challenges and problem solving involved. So you always are being faced with a new challenge that you get to discover how to work around or correct or make it happen for people. Right. Which I can imagine, you know, in, in, as being on that end, you're, dealing with all this paperwork you're dealing with all these numbers you're dealing with someone's american dream the dream of home ownership i mean just that idea i mean you you have to make sure there can be no mistakes i would <laughs> i can imagine that you know you know in some areas like right you can fail right and you're just like oh you know it's we'll, we'll fix it but in title i mean you could have some massive mistakes that could change they, they could be devastating. I mean, so I'm curious. I would love to know 
when you, because everybody, I'm sure, in title makes that one mistake, right? They, oh, yeah. Or, or more than one, right? But they make that one, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? I want to know your first one. Well, I believe there's really no mistakes as long as you truly learn from them. Course, I love that. Yes. But it does not mean I haven't made several in my career. Yeah. And going back, I mean, and those were all learning opportunities, especially when we deal with a lot of things where you, I would have to say my first one, if I was to go back, and this was a long time ago, and I still tell this horror story. We had, I was working on a transaction for months. It was a piece of land that was sales price, let's say 35,000. Okay, big deal. Oh yeah, big deal. (laughs) We're making a lot of money off of this That's right. And the property was originally owned by grandma and grandpa and grandma and grandpa had passed along and the home is and the property had passed down through the generations to the point where there's 28 heirs in title wow people between the ages of 81 and 18 signing for this and it was intense and there was some stumbles along the way trying to locate and get everybody involved in the transaction and it took a long time and nobody made any money. You know, if you can imagine with those 28 heirs walking away with their check for $7 a piece. It was <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yes, that was a huge learning experience for me and we and I did have stumbles along the way as we we're trying to locate all of these individuals down to get this transaction handled. It did close, but yeah. How long did that deal take? I want to say it took like a year. A year. Oh, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. It felt felt like two two or three years. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think was the hardest transaction? Was that the hardest, or you had some that were harder? No, all of them are different. When you're dealing with residential real estate, you're really dealing with a lot of emotions. When you deal with commercial real estate, it's less emotions. You have a lot of attorneys involved, and a lot of eyes dotted, and a lot of things going back and forth as attorneys to talk. Probably one of the most difficult transaction was a ranch deal that I worked on, and there had been so many things filed against this property, and you had to research each one of these documents, and I had a very analytical buyer who, him and I still talk today, but we had to go through and read each document together to understand what was going on, and he was an engineer, so he had that wonderful engineer mind who very meticulous to detail. And yes, that was very stressful. I think I felt like I was back in school. Yeah, you're just learning the whole time. Wow. And I still to this day talk to him and I thank him every day because it was a huge learning opportunity. Yeah, that's fantastic. So now you've been on the the escrow side for 20 years. Now you're stepping in. And you're, are you closing loans right now? Finishing out the pipeline, not yeah. really so much anymore. Yeah. It's most, my focus is on the company, on the people, and okay. and growing First American, and may, again, what we were talking about, yeah. just bringing better quality of life and for, for First American as a right. division. But it is learning a whole new skill set. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting can be a little nerve-wracking from time to time, but I really am enjoying this next challenge of my life. Are you missing that table connection? I would imagine you have to miss it. Yes. Because you've had relationships in this industry for years. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine, you know, being with the agents, closing that, being able to, that, I'm sure you got to miss it a little I bit. I do. Yeah. I do. And I think it brings 
a whole different aspect to this position. Yeah. A lot of other people who've been in this position with First American and industry-wide yeah. have not come from an escrow background. Oh, interesting. So, so I bring something new to the table as far as that goes. I can see the boots on the ground, how everything works and get done. I do miss the closings and yeah. I miss the interactions with people. Yeah. Uh, and but I am enjoying learning this next step. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm not saying I'm not going to make mistakes on the line as I learn oh. this one as well, but it's very, very challenging, and it, I enjoy yeah. that part. No, but that, I think that's the, the one thing about growth, right, is, is as you move along your career, uh, opportunities come so that you can step outside of your comfort zone. And with that step, it gives you the ability to grow even more. You know, it gives you those opportunities, which is, that's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm excited for you. So now we're going to get into the hot seat questions. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. So have you ever heard of Tim Ferriss, Tim, the, the four-hour work week? Have oh, you ever heard of yes, Tim Ferriss? yes, I have. Yeah, okay. Um, not that we're recommending anybody to do four hours of work. No, you, need, you definitely need to do more, of that, more than that. But he wrote a book called Tribe of Mentors. And what he did is really cool. The book is about this thick. It's... It's a crazy book, but he sent a survey to hundreds of people that were world-class in their area, and he asked them these questions, and so I have the questions. I'm only going to pick out a few, but some of them are really, like, they're, they're deep, you know? Some of them are pretty easy, but I love these questions because they really kind of open up your mind to get some good dialogue going, so are you ready? I am ready. Okay, first question, books. All right. What book have you read that has impacted you to the point where you want to give it away to somebody else? Tell me about that book and what it was about. That there is actually one that I just gave out. So I right now am really into an author by the name of John Gordon. Okay, John Gordon. And he, about positivity, I've read several of his books, and one of them that I just was really touched by, and I thought, it's a nice, quick, easy, fun read. Yeah. But if if I could get everybody just to get a little little bit out of this book, it'd be amazing. And it's called The No Complaining Rule. Ooh. Okay, I'm writing it down. Keep going. And so as you read the book, and of course, no spoiler alerts, you, it's a fun read, and I think everybody can take something away from it. And it's one of those things where you don't want to stop reading. I love it. And once you finish it, you have a big smile on your face. So, short. It sounds short. It sounds like it a is. really short, It's a short, read. fun, easy read. So who did you give it to? I'm curious. So I give it to everybody on my leadership team. Ah, that's fantastic. How long ago? About a month ago, About actually. Month? It was at the last... Our last meeting, let's okay. say two months ago, actually. Okay. And then I'm a part of a leadership boot camp with First American that meets quarterly. Okay. And we're still raving about this book. We then shared it with the leadership team within the division. I or excuse me, within it. the state. So one, like one piece, if you could share a nugget from that book where you read and you were like, uh, this is, yes. So... Whenever you have a complaint, there's some complaints, complaints that are completely valid, and then some yeah. of them are you're just whining. Yeah. So if you feel like you're having a complaint and you can finish this sentence with, oh, here's an example. Oh, I'm stuck in traffic, but at least I have a car. 
Okay. Adding that but in there, you can turn it around to something positive. Okay. I like that. And if your complaint is actually a true complaint of something that needs to be addressed, then yeah. come to the table with two solutions. Okay. And so there's a couple little pieces from that book that I took away. From. I'm, I'm already thinking that I just need to get this and, and read it to my son. Like, right? Like, like we need to have a family book reading. <laughs> you know what? That is a great idea. I have not done that with my yeah. children yet. However, I, they have been my guinea pigs. And right. we do practice some little, several of the little uh, examples at yeah. home. I like specifically that. the butt. When, when you have a 17-year-old, you understand there oh, can be a yeah. lot of complaining going on. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, next question. Um, think about a purchase that you've made, something that you've bought that it, it's under $100, okay? But I mean like, and it could be a little higher than $100, but it's something that you rave about to your friends. Like, Oh my goodness, you have to have this. I just bought it. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Hmm. I'll rave about one for me and then maybe it'll help you. Um, I was in Vegas playing poker uh, about a week back and um, my phone kept dying. And of course, there's this, this little area where they sell these little, you know, uh, all kinds of different memorabilia. They sell everything, but there's this one stand where they sell cases, but it's the battery case that will charge your phone. And I walked up to the guy and I'm like, this is amazing. I need it. And it was a hundred bucks. It's life changing. Like I have this thing. My phone will last all day now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> So it's life changing. Hundred bucks. Ah, I don't know if I've had any recent purchases that have been yeah. life changing. Yeah. I wish I had something I could endorse like that yeah. that has totally changed my life. So I can tell you of a website that's totally changed my life as far as purchases go. go. I'm ready. So it's called Wish.com. All right. As long as you're patient in getting the items that come from China, there's a lot of fun things to buy on that side. Really? And a lot of them very reasonably priced. Oh, so that's interesting. It can That truly can be addictive, though. So Okay, so be careful. Be careful. All right, so full disclaimer, Amanda's telling us, be careful on Wish.com. <laughs> yes. And I can tell you I have endorsed that to many people. So Has anybody taken you up on this? Oh, yes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And people are buying stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell me the last thing you bought from Wish.com. Well, what made me think about it was your phone charger. Yeah. So we have chargers galore all over the house. Yeah. And they, you know the chargers where you can get that has the multi-ports uh, oh, yeah. you can fit into them? Yeah. So they were like a dollar on Wish.com. And so now I have like six all of the them house? for my house. <laughs> and then they also have the adapter for the car. So I have one in every single vehicle. I love <laughs> it. I love it. But yeah, so that website I can definitely endorse. In fact, my neighbor uh, just went out of town and I was just kind of house sitting for her. And so I was like, is there any packages I should expect? She goes, well, you never know when the random ones show up from China. So... <laughs> So literally, this stuff comes straight from China. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. I learned something today. I love it. All right. Uh, a couple more questions. Failure, right? Failure is one of those things that happens. You know, it, 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 it happens in business. It happens in our career. It happens when we, you know, we hit that wall and something happens and we, we learn from it. Think back to something, a challenge, a failure, maybe something where obviously it was a stepping stone where you knew, you know what, I'll, I'll be different from this moment because of this. 
Yeah, I in this new position, there is a lot of failure as I'm stumbling and learning. Okay. And I am so blessed that I work with such amazing people at First American. Yeah. I do have to just rave about the people that I get to come to work with every day. But since I've taken this position, there has been some turnover. There's yeah. some employees that I really am disappointed that chose to go a different route. Yeah. And so some of those changes I would made is how I could have impressed on them to be able to stay with First American and be with us as we go through this opportunity and these challenges, making it better. Yeah, that's good. So. That's good. You th you think is there anything in particular that you would want to do? You go looking back that you'd go, okay, I would do X. <laughs> Different conversations. Ah, okay. Different conversations about really letting them know the vision and right. where we're going and how they could be such an instrumental part of the change. Yeah. So there's a few people that are now with other title companies, and I wish them the biggest success. Yeah. I we're still friends. I want them to succeed wherever they're at. Yes. Because this is a very small industry, and we all seem to work together time and time again. Sure. But... Yes, I should have shared my vision more uh, before they left. That's good. That's a good learning piece. Yeah, that's a good learning piece. I've been there. I've definitely been there. Okay, last question. Are you ready? Here we go. Last question. Oh, no. Here's where we're really going to get to know something about you that probably maybe only you know and your kids know, right? I want to know what is something just unusual that you love, right? We got wish.com out of the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got all those goods from China out of the way. But something that is like people would go, oh my goodness, I like that too, but they don't know that you like it or you love it. It could be show, it could be a food. It, it's something that you just, not very many people know about mm -hmm. you that you'd love to share with the TM3 Impact Podcast. And everybody that listens to it. So if I was independently wealthy. Yes. I mean, I never had to worry about a dime. I would love to be a personal chef. Okay. Nobody knows this about you. I seriously doubt anybody outside of my family knows. Yes. I absolutely love to cook. I love to experiment with food. And so my family gets to enjoy those experiments yes for the most part and so yeah that's the fun thing probably most people outside my inner circle my family do not know that interesting if money did not matter i'd spend all day cooking you would bake now are we talking bake no. are we talking like because you know there's you know there's there's levels right uh culinary like you love the whole experimenting with a recipe or creating your own tell, tell me yes the whole culinary experience from developing the flavors different spices you know, i take cooking classes if, Do you? as often as i can and but not baking i okay. am not a good baker okay when it comes to being precise to follow in the directions when you're baking I guess I don't have enough. It doesn't give me the opportunity to be as creative as much as I would enjoy. Yes. So, you know, cooking, grilling, you know, all those different savories. And the other thing is I really don't have too much of sweet tooth. So therefore the baking does not excite me as well. Yeah, but, yeah. That makes sense. So you're more on the salty, savory side, right? Yeah, me too. Me uh, totally. And so best, what, what is like your kids, they go, mom, it's my birthday. I want you to make this. What do your kids say? What do they ask for? 
So interesting. Remember, I do have a five-year-old. Of so course, of course yeah. He, don't, he doesn't count. He wants pizza and nuggets. He, exactly. He wants chicken nuggets, and I do make some great chicken nuggets. Just Like saying. from scratch? Yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, I did not know that. Yes. And you know what? I found another thing that I can encourage people to buy. Yes. The air fryer. Oh, that there you go. That is a that's game a, changer. That's a less than 100 bucks, right? That's it a, is right around $100. Air fryer. You heard it here first. Go get your air fryer. As seen on TV, it really does work, and you don't have to use the oil. So, um, so yes, chicken nuggets, I do quite well. Okay. I have to say, you got to use the panko breadcrumbs. Panko, okay. Yeah. Duly noted. And then I do like to make my own pasta. We're talking like hang it from the, the, like hang, like... I don't have the one of those deal? nice dry hanging racks, yeah. but yes, have enough counter space and make your own pasta. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind? Like like the super intricate? Are we talking like the spaghetti, spaghetti, linguine, you know, twirlinis. Wow, mm-hmm. that's super cool. So, what does your oldest son ask for? What is he like, Mom? This is what I want: steak. Oh snap! You can grill. I can grill. Wow, mm-hmm. that's his pretty favorite thing cool. is steak. Steak ribeyes. Ribeyes, prime uh, prime rib. Although I do, I'm not a master on the prime rib. Okay. Uh, tenderloin, New York strip. Yeah. See, this is this is taking me back because my mom taught me how to grill. Wow. Yes, she literally taught me. Are you are you charcoal or are you uh, propane? So if you're doing something quick, I love the propane. Okay. Especially weeknights, don't have a right. whole lot of time. But charcoal is the way to go. Is the way to go okay. on the weekend. Yeah. My husband's the one who loves the all day smoking. Oh and, no, ain't got know. nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time. <laughs> I don't have the patience for the all day, but he makes a mean brisket. Right. He can do it right. He knows what he's doing. So so yeah. So my mom taught me how to make steaks growing all up, and then here it is. I don't eat uh, beef anymore. <laughs> Right, it's like all that talent is going to waste. I'm sorry, I just I don't eat any, no pork or no beef. So it's like uh, all that skill is just being lost right now, you know. And my son has never had steak, never, wow. no pork or steak or chi- uh, well, he's he he did tell me he had chicken. Yeah, so don't we we can't we can't let Christina we can't let Christina watch this because he he told me he did have chicken one day, but it wasn't me, baby. I did not give that boy chicken. Okay, so listen. I'm so excited that you got to come on TM3 Impact. I mean, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was awesome to get to know some really cool things about you. So now we know everybody on your team is going to know that you're a chef. So they're going to want this dinner. Ah, I might have put my foot in my mouth. Yes, they're going to. I'm telling you, your team is going to come out. They're going to want that uh, awesome dinner. So. We really appreciate your time and being on the show. Thank you so much. Parting words. What would you, I think, you know, uh, the thing that I would like to say is thank you. I want to say thank you to First American. Um, the book, our magazine would not be what it is today without your support. Being a part of the magazine, I love teaching with your team and your, your, your guys. And the experience that I've got to have with the leadership game has been amazing. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And we have to thank you. The partnership has been amazing from our end as well. And yeah. I'm just interested to watch all the changes and the growth and see how the future of First American is going to turn out. And it's going to be awesome. With the amazing, amazing team. So just yeah. be watching. Yes, we will. Thank you again. Have a great week.